Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. We're broadcasting from Coralville, Iowa. For more information about Life Church, to watch a live stream, or to find a campus near you, go to lifechurchnow.org. Amen. Well, I'm excited this morning because uh, Brother Jamel, Pastor Jamel, I, I, we've known Pastor Jamel for several years now. I, I don't know, Jamel, you, you, how, when did you become pastor of New Life? What year was that? Uh, let's see, I got there in 2012, but then officially took over uh, February of 2013. 2013. So since 2013, I've, tw- actually probably 12, because you were at, at council and all that yep. at, around that time as well, is when I got to meet Jamel. And man, very quickly, Jamel is now, he's on, a, on the executive presbytery of the, of the Assemblies of God. So there's about 125 churches in our network. And there's six of us on that presbytery, and Jamel's one of them. He's got a, a very powerful, very influential voice in that, in, that, uh, in that presbytery as well. I've grown to love this brother, and because of COVID, I want to hug you, man, but we just kind of like, we don't have our mask on and stuff like that, so we're being very impersonal here, but... <laughs> hey, man, I love you, buddy. <laughs> Say, welcome, Jamel. That was awkward. No. <laughs> Man, I, I, I love your pastor. I, I, I mean, uh, um, I don't know about you guys, man. Y'all ought to give Pastor Rich and uh, Chrissy, just, let's just give them some love, show them some love, man. I just appreciate their hearts uh, for this church and for, um, and they just want to continue to further the kingdom of God. Uh, that's truly his desire. And when we serve together on a press retreat, is I desire that the kingdom of God uh, be expanded throughout the state of Iowa. And, uh, and then he gets to come back home and, uh, and really have a desire to see Life Church make a greater impact in the Iowa City area. If that's in Iowa City, Coralville, Wilton, Cedar Rapids, uh, I like it. And so I love his heart. I know he has a love for this church, for everyone here, and about furthering the kingdom of God. And so I am excited for the opportunity to be here um, this morning as you guys are journeying through uh, Kingdom Builders. Uh, what a great platform. Form, a great opportunity to be a, this, a model generosity uh, to make sure that the kingdom of God is further globally, uh, further locally, and then also to invest in the, the future leaders. And, uh, and so, uh, and that's the church now, <laughs> young people, you know, and the future church. And so investing in them so that they'll be in a position to continue to further the kingdom of God. And I want to take a moment to um, introduce my wife, Melissa. She's on the front row, and I'm glad she was able to travel with me today, along with our three little ones, three under six. Uh, yes, Lord, me. Yes, Lord. Like, oh, Lord. He's yes, I was like, Lord. Uh, uh, but no, uh, Jace is six, Jacoby is uh, four, and Journey is two. And uh, so I'm praying that we do not get a phone call for them tearing up the, uh, the kids' area. <laughs> journey. Uh, but no, we're so grateful to be here this morning, and I just, I'm grateful my family was able to come with me um, this morning. But man, let's go ahead and get into the Word of God, can we? So Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to hear your Word. And Father, we thank you for the opportunity uh, to, to live a generous life. We thank you for the opportunity through Kingdom Builders, we can make a greater impact globally, locally, and also uh, our future leaders. So we ask, Father, you have your way in this service, in this moment. I pray that you help me to say exactly what you want me to say in this moment. So we thank you for this opportunity. We give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said? 
And everybody said? Amen. Come on, somebody. Now, hey, I need your help a little bit, okay? And um, it's all right to talk to me. It's all right to nod your head. And uh, if you want to clap a little bit, I don't know. It's giving God glory anyway. It's not for me, all right? It's to give him glory, amen? And then when God is speaking to us, man, it's okay to express your appreciation and the faithfulness of God. And so you, it's okay to... Clap and say amen. And if you're online watching, you know, just get your type on. And in the comment section, you can say amen or whatever. And uh, so, but today, my message today on title is The Generous Church. The Generous Church. And the Generous Church is people who are intentional in living a generous life. And what I mean by the generous life is being generous with our thoughts, our words, our time, our money, and, and our influence. And a lot of you probably in this room have some type of influence and is using that to further the kingdom of God. It's living in such a way that leads us to living with awareness. See, hey, when we live a generous life, um, we are aware of the needs around us. We are aware of, the, uh, 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 of our culture, and then the awareness leads to action, and then the action leads to a lasting impact. Uh, we want to leave a lasting impact in our community. Amen. I know y'all talked about local, uh, global last week, and, uh, and this week, my focus is on local. What's the opposite? Lord, what are you asking us to do? Lord, what are, how can we be generous Locally, How can we be generous here in Iowa City, in Wilton, in Cedar Rapids, in Des Moines, Iowa, in the state of Iowa, and across the U.S.? What kind of impact can we make? Do you believe that we can make an impact? Now, do you believe that this morning? And, uh, and so the, it's living in such a way that leads us to living with awareness that leads to action that leaves a lasting impact. It's thinking, uh, that's what Kingdom Builders is all about. It's kingdom thinking. Man, it's not about us, but it's about them and it's about him. That we are a reflection of Jesus in our community. That we are a reflection of Jesus in our family, we're a reflection of Jesus um, in our workplace, uh, in our schools, that we're a reflection that, man, that we're kingdom-minded, we're kingdom-thinking, because our culture needs that, amen. And so a generous church seeks peace, prays for compassion, and inspires generosity. And so that's my points this morning. So let's get right into it. So um, I, if you have your Bibles this morning or your phones, um, turn with me to uh, uh, Jeremiah chapter 29. I'll be reading verses 4 through 7. Jeremiah 29. And when you get to Jeremiah 29, say, I got it. I got that one. Amen. All I need is one. Jeremiah 29, verses 4 through 7. And this is what it says. It says, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carry into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, which will, this will be our focal point or focal verse this morning, verse 7. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prosper, you too will prosper. 
And I know that Jeremiah 29, 11 is a popular verse that we share all the time. It's that hope-filled um, desire that we have to have a future and a hope. But prior to that, um, uh, if you read um, prior to that, this is a letter that the prophet Jeremiah wrote to the leaders of Israel who was um, captive, or they was in captivity because of Israel's disobedience. All right, they were captured by the Babylonians. All right, and Babylon was known for uh, uh, for known for um, excluding God, no God. It was it was ruthless. It was terrible. It was bad. And so they were in captivity for seventy years because of their disobedience. And God allowed that. And so, but while they were there, in the letter Jeremiah sends the letter. God tells them, while you are there, you are to build homes. You are to marry. You know, you know marry your wife, marry your sons, find wives for your sons, and vice versa, um, plant a garden, and you're going to be here for a while anyway. And so while you're here in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of Babylon who um, has no trust in God, we're going to, because if Babylon prosper, we will prosper. Understand, so that's where you get Jeremiah 29, 11, and you're letting them know that, man, I have a plan for you. It's a plan to give you hope in the future. I don't know about you, but I don't know about you, Life Church, but God has a, a, a plan for Iowa City. He has a plan for Coralville, Will, and Cedar Rapids, and he want to use the church, Life Church, to make a greater impact in this area. And maybe in our culture today, um, they are intentional in eliminating God or taking God out of our culture. But we got to be the salt and light to our community so our community can see that. Oh, come on, somebody. But you have an opportunity, we have an opportunity to be the church in our community, even in a culture that are against God. But he has a future, give us a hope in a future. And man, he's going to use this church to make that impact around us. And so that's why it's important that we be generous, live a generous life, be a generous church. And what does that look like? In verse 7, it says, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into Acts. I'll pray to the Lord for it because if it prosper, you too will prosper. As a matter of fact, I want you to know we, don't have, we do not have enough time to sit around and bash <laughs> the secular world for having a worldview. Man, let's stop spending time on Facebook bashing every political person, bashing the city is bad. We are, we're going to hell in a handbasket, but our attitude ought to be, Lord, what do you want me to do? I want to seek the peace of my community. I want to seek peace for my community. I want to seek peace for my nation. Hey, 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 I'm not here about political things. I'm here to hey, keep a kingdom mindset. And the kingdom mindset is that there are those that are lost that haven't heard and need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are those that are broken and need to be restored, and we have the answer. And the answer is Jesus, and he's calling us to be the salt and light in our community. And so, hey, we don't got time to bash our community, but man, to stand up and be a light to our community. So that's what I'm praying for today. That's what I'm preaching. This is what I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for, that man, that we'll be a church. Let it bring hope and peace to our community. Amen? I know things are bad, but you know what, man? But in Christ, things are better. And so, so how, so, you know, it's not how, but what. See, God, you know, it's not how big our church is, but what impact and influence we have on our community. It's the what. 
What is your what? How's God going to use you to live a generous life, to help us be a generous church, to make a greater impact? So first, uh, a generous church, first thing about a generous church is seeks peace. Everybody say seeks peace. In verse 7, I'm here, which I'll focus right, it says, seek the peace and prosperity of the city. So seek peace. Or in another translation, it says, seek the welfare of your city. And, and the definition of welfare is the good fortune, the health, happiness, prosperity of a person, group, or organization. It's the well-being. So we ought to seek peace for the well-being of our, for local. Amen. Uh, man, it's the well-being of Iowa City for well and for Cedar Rapids, for us, Des Moines, Iowa, um, because with the Des Moines Dream Center, we're able every single day, every week, man, we get to seek the peace of our city, believing that those that are hurting, for those that need hope, they will find hope and that people will once again dream again. Man, I mean, God has a dream, a, a God-sized dream for every person, Amen. And understand the word value. Every person, every human has value. I don't care where they are in their life journey. I don't care if they don't love God right now or if they've been loving Jesus for 50 years. Every life has value. And so the opportunity we have is to be an extension of him because people, because people were made in the image and likeness of God. And so therefore, since we've been made in his image, we have value. And so those, your neighbor, those you work with, those in your class, those that you walk down the street with, those you go to church with, have value. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what your life is today. I want to know that you have value. And you know what? Because you have value, you can live a generous life, a life that is generous with your thoughts, your words, your money, your time, what God has given you because you have value. You've been made in the image and the likeness of God. Hallelujah. And because of that... We have value. So that's how we ought to respond as we seek peace for our community. Because every person in our community has value. So we are to value that and show the kingdom of God to those around us. Amen. One of the, uh, in Des Moines, Iowa, this past summer, um, we dealt with the whole racial uh, thing that happened when the whole George Floyd thing happened and uh, and in uh, Des Moines, Iowa, you wouldn't think in Des Moines, Iowa, that, you know, we, we'd tear the place up. I mean, <laughs> uh, I remember going in the front lines um, of the first night, and, and I was actually home watching TV, watching the news, and then I saw a bunch of my young people I know on the front lines. <laughs> I put my shoes on. <laughs> I went downtown. I was on the front line telling our young people, hey, go home. Go home, because it's about to get ugly. Go home. I thank God that they left because they did get ugly. Um, and so I remember going through that process, and, uh, and there was a lot of emotions that I had when I learned of the whole George Floyd thing. And, uh, and so the first thing I did, I prayed. That was my first react. That was my first thing. And be like, man, how do you respond to such things? You're African-American. How do you respond? And my first response was to pray. And out of praying, the next day, a pastor calls me and says, hey, how are you doing? He has no idea. But God opened a door for him to call and say, how are you doing? It was, it was that simple, how are you doing? Out of that, how are you doing led to conversations, having lunch, and then went from lunch where uh, two pastors, two different churches, two different cultures got together. So you know what? Let's do a racial reconciliation worship event. And folks, this past year, man, 
on the capital, steps of the capital in Des Moines, Iowa. Almost a thousand people look, uh, stood up on the steps, lifting up worshiping Jesus. It was different. African Americans, Hispanics, whites, African. It was man, people from all nations um, worshiping Jesus. And that's how we, in the midst of um, the the racial tensions and all the, and I said I I could have sat there and made reasons why this is dumb and people need to get together. You need to figure it out. But no, what we decided was pray and sought peace for our community, which led to a worship event where thousands of people, almost a thousand people, worshiped Jesus on the Capitol steps. It was amazing. Man, we, we did songs in Spanish, a song in Swahili, in English. I mean, I, I, it, was, it was amazing. And so we got a chance as the body of Christ to model what it looks like to seek peace in the midst of chaos. Hallelujah. Hey, we got, I don't know about you, y'all. I, I hope you ain't just come to church out of just routine. I hope you came today and Lord, what are you challenging me to do today to seek peace in my community? What are you asking me to do to seek peace in my, in my family, in my... Oh, man, I'm by myself right now now. I told you y'all can talk to me. I told you y'all can talk to me. It's okay. So a generous church seeks peace. But number two, a generous church prays for compassion. Everybody say compassion. That's what he says next in that same verse. It says pray for, says pray to the Lord for it. Pray to the Lord for it. For what? Pray for Babylon. He was telling them while he's there in exile, you know, seek the wear for the peace of uh, Babylon, but then I want you to pray to the Lord for Pray for Babylon. Hey, they're in exile for 70 years. I'm sure they ain't feel like praying for nothing. But if they prosper, we will prosper. So, hey, we got to pray for compassion. What I mean by that, man, that we be attentive and praying that, man, God, take us from concern to compassion. See, what concern does is concern does, man, oh, there's some, a lot of crap going on in my city and my neighborhood, and that is it. But compassion leads us to doing something. So we got to get a pass from just bashing him, man. Oh, all hope is gone. As a matter of fact, here's the deal, man. Hey, hey, and this was happening with the church today. What has happened to church is that because the because uh, our culture is so bad, what we have done is the church has become isolated. And so we say, you know what? I'm going to take my Christian values and I'm just going to stay over here. I'm going to protect my family. I mean, we're gonna, our church going to stay over here. We're not going to engage. There's problems, issues, but that's their problem. That's the government's problem. We're going to stay isolated. We're going to stay over here because. I I don't want to engage. I don't want to get, I don't know, cooties. I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to, um, so I, we can isolate, but God's not calling us to be isolated. He's calling us to plant. He's calling us to be there. He, I mean, he's asking us to be, hey, why not as the body of Christ, we be the mayors? Why not we be the lead doctors of, or, of hospitals? Why not us be city councilmen and we get a chance to be the hands and feet of Jesus in those areas? So, so, but, but it goes from concern to compassion, having a passion that, man, that, man, that God loves us. Hallelujah. And that, man, he has a plan and a purpose for us. Man, praying for the well-being of Iowa City, praying for the well-being of Des Moines, Iowa, praying for the, the man, for the well-being of Wilton and Cedar Rapids. Man, I don't know if you hear me today. Man, we got an opportunity, man, to be the hands and feet of Jesus and those around us. Hey, one of the um, concerns we had in Des Moines um, have today, you know, is our youth. Um, um, of recent, 
Um, I had a conversation with one of the resource officers for our neighborhood, neighborhood officers, and, and he said, hey, man, I need your help. Um, there have been an increase of auto theft um, in Des Moines. And these are teenagers stealing cars. 12, 13, 14, I mean. <laughs> and so, and so it would be very easy just to get uh, caught up, man. These just, man, this is just get rid of them. Man. Who cares about them? But no, that concern turns into compassion. As a matter of fact, one of the, uh, there was an auto theft that happened just a few weeks ago. Five young people that stole a car, uh, the, the police pursued them, turned into a high-speed chase. The car flipped. Three of the five um, youth died. Uh, and two are still in the hospital in critical condition. It'd be very easy for the church to say, man, them kids, they shouldn't have stole the car. And, you know, they, they, you know where were their mamas at? You know, that, that, that's the response from the community, but that should not be our response. Our response is, Lord, what are we doing right now to impact our young people so they never get to a position where they're stealing cars? And so that's why through the Des Moines Dream Center, man, we have dream kids where we do art, we do mentoring, we have, uh, um, uh, we have tutoring for our kids, and, uh, and we hope in the next two months that we have, our music room is ready. We just got to get people in there to begin to give lessons to kids, and uh, matter of fact, we got a church that blessed us with money where we're going to put our actual music studio in, and, uh, would it, man, and wouldn't it be cool that um, out of Des Moines to be the next Lecrae, the next Lord Dangle, the next worship leader that comes out of Des Moines because the Des Moines Dreams to provide the opportunity for young people um, to identify their giftings as from God and they honor God with their giftings and they get a blessing to others. So that's what we believe in when we do that is the concern that young people are tearing stuff up to have a compassion that they, man, they will have hope once again and they begin to experience their God-given dream that will prepare them forward oh man, for generations to come. But that's what happens when we go from concern um, to capacity. As a matter of fact, there's a story in Matthew chapter 14, the feeding of the 5,000. And uh, I'm not going to read this, but I'm going to make a reference to in that story, um, the, the disciples come to Jesus and uh, there was a large crowd there because the crowd was there. They wanted to see Jesus because he was healing people. They wanted, he was teaching. They were there to see him. And the Bible tells us there was 5,000 men. Um, but also it says in there, besides um, children, the women and children. So, hey, it was it meant to believe there was like 20,000 people there. And so when the people was there, it was getting dark. And in those days when it's dark, they did not go out because it was dangerous. And so they had a problem. All right. So the disciples saw the problem, but Jesus had compassion. And so the problem was, Lord, man, hey, there is a, a lot of people here. We got to feed them. And so Jesus like, go feed them. That was his response. He's like, feed them. And, uh, and then it goes on, it's like, we only didn't, didn't come with an excuse. Hey, but Jesus, all we have is um, two fish and five loaves. That's all we have. And so, man, understand that Jesus took what they had. See, what we have plus God is more than enough. And so with the two fish and five loaves, they were able to feed everyone there, and there were still leftovers. I got, anybody got leftovers in the refrigerator right now? There was leftovers. So understand, and why I say this point, when we are believing on for concern and compassion, it, it, it forces us to have this mindset. God would take whatever we have. You say, well, God, I don't got much to give. I don't got much to give financially. I'm not talented enough. I don't have time. And I, have, I made all these mistakes in my life. I'm here to tell you that's a lie from the enemy. God will take whatever you have because it's more than enough. What you have with God. Oh, I'm by myself. Oh, my goodness. 
No, because some, I'm sorry, but somebody needs to hear that this morning. Because you feel like you don't have worth. You say, like, how can I live a generous life when I don't have much to give? Because you're a son and daughter of a king, because you've been made in a likeness of God, you have value. Whatever you bring to the table, God will use for his glory. And all you get is, is a willingness to say, God, here it is. Here is my life. Here is my talent. Here is my, here is my money. Here is my influence for the kingdom, for the purpose of seeing lives impacted by God. I don't have the worship team come and as I close up here. When I think about the concern onto compassion, you know, I was a kid that grew up in Brooklyn, New York, in the projects, and uh, a sense of no hope, and uh, I think I shared that story last night. I'm not going to that story other than, you know, um, uh, Bill Wilson was the guy that um, he leads the largest Sunday school, kids Sunday school in the, in the world. And uh, they send buses out to pick kids up from Sunday school. Bill Wilson, man. And uh, he, had a, he saw a concern of kids in Brooklyn. Um, so he felt the call to go. They saw a need, and he filled the need. But, you know, I'm not going to concentrate on Bill Wilson for a second. I want to concentrate on the man that stopped. See, when Bill Wilson was 12 years old, he was, him and mom took him to a corner in Florida and told him, hey, I'll be right back. And she never came back. Bill Wilson sat on the corner for three days. People walked by and say one word. He sat there and sat there waiting for mom to come back. But there was a gentleman who drove past who had a concern to see a young man sitting on the corner 12 years old. That concern turned to compassion where he stopped and he picked Bill up. And here's the deal. This man was heading to the hospital because his son was in a hospital with cancer. So, man, it did, man, he was living a life of generosity. He understood that it was not about him. It's about kingdom. He understood who he was in Christ Jesus. He understood that, man, God, how can you use me this day to make a greater impact? How can you help me to have influence or make an impact? And so what God, he was aware of a boy sitting there that went from awareness to action and then from his action now there is a lasting legacy that has happened there's a ripple effect that has begun because Bill Wilson went to a camp and got saved God put on his heart to go to New York to save kids and because he went to New York I'm here today because I was a kid in New York who got picked up on a bus and was told about Jesus and now I'm here today and because I'm here today every single week I get to go into Des Moines, Iowa and tell people about Jesus. Hallelujah. I get to tell them that man there is hope that's in Jesus. I get to tell them that man God has a plan and a purpose for your life. But you can you can see the ripple effect. But it begins from concern to compassion to make a greater impact around us. Yo, you don't have matter of fact, you don't have to come to Des Moines to do that. You can do it right here. Right here, using your giftings, things that God made you passionate about, right here. Man, what if you say, Pastor Rich, man, I got a heart for boys that dropped out of school. And he gives you the resources and the support to go do that right here in Iowa City. 
What if God put us in my heart like, you know what, man, I have a heart for the homeless and, uh, and, and, and your church come alongside you for you to go um, to the areas of, the, uh, of uh, Iowa City that no one else want to go to and you begin to reach those that, man, uh, uh, man is sharing the hope, being extension of Christ right here in Iowa City. What if that God put it off for young ladies who uh, um, that, that, man, uh, maybe been violated or uh, maybe lost because something happened to them and he gives you a heart for those young ladies and you say yes and it goes from a concern um, to a compassion. I mean, then, then, then people begin to see the kingdom of God at work. You can do that. We can do that as the kingdom of God. We, I, I love the YMCA. I love nonprofits. But God is calling the church to be the kingdom of God, to be the salt and light right here in our backyard. You are the one who can make an impact in your family life. You might have a family member who don't know Jesus, but came to seek peace and pray for them that one day they get the heart to Jesus. Maybe you got a neighbor that don't know him, but man, you be a light to them in the community. You, I, you know, pastorists don't have access to the people in your workplace, but you do. I'm sorry, I'm getting all snotty and stuff up here. I'm glad my wife is in the front row because I spit on everything up there. Here's the last point because I need to be done in four minutes. Because my kids are back there, that's why. <laughs> Journey be tearing stuff up. But a generous church seeks peace. Man, they, they pray for compassion. And finally, inspires generosity. Inspired generosity. A generosity inspires generosity. You know, why, why, why it generates that? Why, how, how does that happen? Well, how, how, hey, check this out in Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, uh, this is the early church. In, uh, in the early church in those days, they were uh, they was devoted to doing life together. They sold all their position, uh, possessions. They gave it to the poor. They broke bread together. And they said they grew in numbers. And so what you understand is how, how the ripple effect happened because it started when Jesus, he was beaten, he died, and he rose again. They saw that happen. And then in Acts chapter 1, um, it tells about when Jesus ascended to heaven. But before he ascended to heaven, he gave a mandate. He gave a mandate to the church, early church, to be my witnesses, to tell people about my story by him dying and rising again for us. And that's what it all began, that he died and rose again. We have hope today because he died and he rose again. We were separated from the love of God but he paid the price so that we could be in a right relationship with God the Father. So what he did was, so the church saw that, and so they understood it's a mandate. Hey, it's our mandate to be a witness for Jesus Christ. We're not here to have church, but to be the church. And so, you know, I love gathering, having church and things like that, but it's for the sole purpose for us to leave here and be a witness for Jesus everywhere we are, to be a witness in a workplace, be a witness in our home, be a workplace in our schools, be, an extent, be a witness of Jesus Christ. He began the ripple effect because you don't know what life might be impacted. That man that stopped had no idea what impact it would have for me because he picked up Bill Wilson. But it led the church then to pray. They broke bread together. They gave all they had and added to the numbers. I believe God's going to do great things for Life Church. When you're already in Wilton, Cedar Rapids, I'm sure there's more to come. Because we keep the main thing the main thing, that we are witness for Jesus. How we live a generous life is how... We are generous with our time, our money, our resources, our influence, 
to make sure that we are witness for Jesus Christ so others will find hope. They will see the kingdom of God at work. You know what, this past summer, or this past, yeah, um, during the pandemic, you know, Dreams and I had the opportunity to feed over 23,000 people. When everything shut down, food became an issue. Food security became an issue. So we partnered with a bunch of churches with the Des Moines Dream Center to serve seven apartment complexes uh, for three months. Every single day, we served lunch. <laughs> then we did a grab-and-go meal at night. We had to we needed dinner. So for like two months, every Wednesday, Thursday, people pull up and get a hot meal and go. Then the holiday season, we were able to put together a big box of love. We called it, and you had a turkey, ham, and apple pie, all those things in there. And we served families through that. Because you know what? Because we prayed, we, we seek peace for our city, and then we was generous to our, our city. And it inspires generosity. It's my heart and desire that, man, I, I know this happened. I know I'm showing testimonies and illustrations of what happened at Des Moines Dream Center and at Des Moines, but you know, that happens because of your generosity. So that generosity spilled to us, inspired generosity for us, and then we do it to others, and it, 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 it's a ripple effect that happens. And so I want to encourage you as you are praying, Lord, how you want me to, uh, what you want me to do? I want to partner, and God want to partner with you. And so when you grab that um, pamphlet um, next week in the card, they be praying now, Lord, man, how do you want me to partner? I want to live a generous life. I want to be a generous church. And uh, God want to partner with you, amen, And uh, so that you can continue to uh, give and uh, continue to make a greater impact in the years to come. And I know the Dream Center gets to, uh, you know, y'all going to partner with us with that. And so uh, I'm not here just to uh, give a spiel why you should give the kingdom so we will benefit. No, man, it's about the world benefit. Benefiting. And it's, about, it's about life church benefiting. Because I believe out of your giving, out of, because you're giving out of your love for God, out of being a witness and out of what God is calling us to be, and it's going to lead to not just giving, but man, I believe that, man, y'all going to be doing some of that stuff right here in Iowa City. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. God going to do it right here at Life Church. And I believe that. Amen? Can I pray for you? Father, I thank you for this day. Thank you, Father, for Life Church. Thank you, Father, for Pastor uh, Rich, Lord God, and, uh, and the team here, God, for the amazing work, God, that you have begun. Thank you, God, for the testimonies of the, the campus and Cedar Rapids and the campus that's going to happen in Wilton. And I just pray, Father, that you would move by your spirit. I pray, Lord God, there be a renewed desire and a passion for this city right here, oh God, in the surrounding area, Lord God. I pray that you would raise up people, Lord God, that would be generous in their life, God, to be generous with their talents and their time and their giftings, God, and their money to see the kingdom of God furthered. And so I pray today, God, you bless every person, um, every family in this area, oh God. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to use this church to make an amazing impact in this city, Lord God. And so we thank you for the opportunity to model generosity. Thank you for the lives that will be impacted in years to come. So we ask, God, that those globally, for those that have not heard, they will hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ because of the investment and the generosity of Life Church. I pray locally, um, the things that are being supported here in this city, in Wilton, Cedar Rapids, Des Moines, Iowa, and in the U.S., because of the generosity of Life Church, and that the future generation, future leaders, will be impacted because of the generosity of Life Church. And so, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity um, to be your hands and feet and the salt and light here in our community locally. We thank you and give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, God bless and have a wonderful day. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.